Opticians and by St. Cloud's General Rental Center. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jim. Jim's down at Fort Myers covering the Twins. All right, Jim, so we're getting set for uh, games to start here in just a couple of days. Um, what are some of the things that uh, you're, you're interested in as far as uh, you know what you might want to see here during spring training for the Twins? Well, as you know, the games are pretty meaningless, and most of the roster positions are already taken. So it's a matter of a few uh, spots at the end of the end of the roster, uh, who takes those. More importantly, not who's on the opening day roster, but who positions themselves to be a big part of the team going forward when they make inevitable moves, either because of matchups or injuries or other players failing. You know, um, I mean, Rocco said it yesterday. They might use 150 lineups this year. They might use 150 defensive alignments. So it's silly. To, you know, we all play the game. I even did it in the paper today of predicting lineups, predicting rosters, all that stuff. Injuries and all, all the other things that happen in professional sports will change that all the time. But one th- I think that jumped out at me was Rocco talking about uh, platoons. You know, um, he's got a lot of players who would seem to be full-time players on this roster and he talked about platoons, and they just brought in Soldano, who hits lefties really well. So, you know, maybe that turns Farmer more into a defensive replacement and not somebody who's going to play a lot. Maybe Soldano bats, plays against certain lefties. Um, you know, maybe they load up, you know, against a righty. Maybe, you know, uh, Kepler, Larnick, Gallo were all in the lineup together. Uh, maybe against a righty, they go more with speed and play Taylor. I mean, there's a lot of interesting possibilities. And I think that's the thing, is it? Um, I think on the outside, we like to think of certainty. What are you going to do and what's it going to look like? Uh, I think years, especially last year, that what you really need to plan for is not your set line of what you need to plan for is what happens when something goes wrong. How many other options do you have? Who are guys that at least starting the year, assuming there's no injuries, that would be likely to be in a platoon situation? Would it be Kepler, Gallo, people like that? The interesting thing is that right now, um, you know, Taylor is not a great offensive player, but he can run. So I don't know if you'd view him as a platoon offensive player, more of a defensive guy that you're out, you know, you just put him out there to use his glove. Uh, and obviously he's your logical backup and alternate center fielder. Uh, and that's the thing. Larnick and Walner are both left-handed hitters, and they both impressed last year. But do you, do you keep them on the roster uh, as left-handed bats when you already have left-handed corner outfielders and a left-handed first baseman, assuming Kirilov wins the first base job or is the first baseman. That's where, even though Kyler, Kyle Garlic got you know sent down, um, he fits better. He's a right-handed guy. He pounds left-handed pitching. So that's going to to me, that's going to be one of the most interesting decisions of the spring. Larnick, I, we, I think we all like Larnick a lot. Uh, Warner impressed in a short stint. Uh, I think they're both going to be good major league hitters, but Garlic really fits this roster more. Does it depend on whether or not they have options? Yes. Uh, well, it could. Um, yeah, that's that's always a big factor, and that's why when you were talking about Brad Hand and some other veteran relievers, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was a little uh, reticent to say that's going to happen because you bring in somebody like that if they don't have options, then they kind of tie up your roster. This team, you know, this team feels like they have plenty of talent and what they want is flexibility. So, uh, yes, the option deal will be big. And frankly, I haven't looked up everybody's options yet, so I can't tell you who has them, who doesn't, but that will be a factor. How much of a bench do they plan to have? And, and I, I guess that's going to depend on what they're going to go with the bullpen, too. 
Right. Uh, well, you basically, so, you know, I think we know who the eight starters might be at this point, you know, uh, Vasquez, Miranda, Correa, Polanco, Kirilov, Gallo, Buxton, uh, Kepler. And that leaves you eight spots. I mean, so that, that leaves you, uh, uh, five spots for DH and bench. Uh, one of those is your back is Jeffers, your alternate or backup catcher. One of them is Taylor. One of them is farmer. I think one of them is Gordon. That would leave you one more spot. Is it Larnick as, as a DH? Is it garlic as a DH and alternate, uh, platoon type player? Uh, is it Soldano? Uh, does Soldano bump Gordon? Um, <clears throat> they're, they're, that, I think with both the pitching staff and the position players, there's really one spot that's kind of up for grabs. And once again, we talk, we often talk in terms of who's going to make the opening roster and how big a deal that is. That spot might cycle through every five days of the regular season. I mean, that's the way they could play it. So who makes the 40 man roster? That's the big one. Um, yeah. And, and these guys, and these, you don't really make the 40 man roster. You're either on it or you aren't. Um, so yeah, there, there might be a non roster player who, if they'd like him at the end of spring, they'd have to add him to the 40 man roster. And then if you get somebody, you have to get rid of somebody off the 40 man roster, you know, usually that's not a big deal. Usually you're getting somebody you've got, you, you don't really think all that highly of, but it is dangerous because sometimes that guy is somebody like, you know, a Johan Santana or a, a player who actually might be good in the future. As far as pitchers, starting pitchers possibly going deeper than five innings. Do you think that that might happen this year, that Rocco might try to push these guys through six? Rocco wants them to go deeper. Um, and here's the thing. I know, you know, managers, modern managers, especially Rocco, get beat up for not having their pitchers go deep. Uh, but, you know, I, Tom Kelly, you know, supposedly the opposite of Rocco, old school, you know, go by his eyes and ears kind of a manager. He did the same thing Rocco did. If he, if a pitcher didn't look like they had it in the fifth or the sixth, if it looks the way TK put it is the bats will tell you when to take them out. And, you know, are you going to let them face the heart of the order the third time if they don't look like they have the same stuff they did in the first inning? It's the same idea here. Uh, what Rocco wants to do is these guys to pitch well enough that he feels good about leaving them in, in the sixth and maybe the seventh inning. And, you know, and every once in a while, He'd love it if they if somebody pitched efficiently and well enough, he could let them pitch eight or nine. I mean, he's not against that. He's against losing the game in the sixth inning because he left a starter in and the guy couldn't get through the third lineup and he gave up six runs. Jim, the uh, Gopher basketball teams, both of them, the men's and women's teams, lose on the road last night. The Gopher men, not a bad first ten minutes, but then it got ugly for them after that. They lose by eighteen points. Um, are there some positives that we can take? I mean, we had, you know, two of the freshmen scored in double figures in last night's game. Yeah. I mean, yes, I, I really feel like this is spring training for them. I don't think these games are very meaningful. You want to see some signs. Uh, I think, you know, what was reiterated last night is that Dawson Garcia, even though he's six eleven, is not a post defender. Uh, he, you know, that's where, and that's where things can get interesting. If Evans comes in as a true rim protector, improves the entire defense, Garcia gets to play away from the rim a little bit where he belongs. You know, your defense could, I mean, the defense is terrible last night and that's, that's where your defense could immediately get better. Uh, yeah, they need, and I, I think the two things to watch for the rest of this season are, you know, Garcia and battle, are they playing well together and are the young guys actually getting better and preparing themselves for next year? So, you know, 
not a good performance, but I guess you could find some little signs of hope. You know, one player that looked pretty good at least the first part of the year is Talon Cooper, but boy, in the Big Ten season, he is he's struggled largely, especially in the last month. Yes, uh, he's a big, strong guy. He plays hard. He's just not very quick. Uh, you know, he can shoot it. He can get his own shot, but uh, you know, against a quicker defender or someone who can match his, his strength, he just he just has trouble operating. Are the Gopher women's team, are they kind of in a similar boat where it's just about trying to get better, and they, they're playing a lot of freshmen themselves? Yeah, and that, that team's even younger. Um, and, and again, they went through a stretch this year where I, I just, you know, it was just bad basketball. You know, it was just getting blown out. It was, and, and I'm not as bothered by bad defense from freshmen as I am from, by bad offense from talented young, talented freshmen. They have talent. Uh, so they're, you know, they lost again last night. Uh, they made turnovers down the stretch. But it was the kind of loss you say, okay, a little more maturity, uh, handling the late game possessions a little bit better, you know, shooting a little bit higher percentage early in the game. That's a win. Uh, so, not a you know, listen, not a good performance, but that that's closer to what you want to see from a young team. Jim, do you think that uh, Bill Guerin should make a move at the trade deadline for the Wild? I'm sure there's a tweak move he could make. And he's an aggressive guy, so if, if he can find somebody who thinks he bring he thinks he can bring in who's going to make him better immediately and better for the playoffs, I'm guessing he will do it. But he also has a long-term plan, and part of that long-term plan is you know getting rid of a lot of people who were pretty productive players, including Parisian Suter, and trying to get you know get them off the books so he could really build something. So my guess is he will if he makes a move, it'll be one of two moves: either he will get somebody who will be uh, valuable to him beyond this season, or it will be somebody who is fairly affordable in terms of assets and just comes in and gives you a little boost right now. Jim, did the Vikings have some decisions they have to make on salary cap uh, with some veteran players like uh, Peterson, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Tomlinson, those types of guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, they have all that stuff coming down uh, here probably in a fairly near future, and I don't think anyone has a really good read on what they plan on doing. Uh, listen, it, it's not going to be hard to to get that salary cap number under uh, under control. They just have to make some tough decisions. Somebody's going to have to take a pay cut. Somebody's going to get cut. And what's going to be really interesting is you have Flores coming in. You know, between Quezzi, Flores, and O'Connell, they're going to have they're going to make some tough decisions on really good players. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? A uh, bunch of stuff up. Jeff Diamonds, Vikings NFL Insider. We talked, told some Red McComb stories. The Viking Update Show, talking about some Vikings decisions. Uh, Preps today with John Millay is out. Uh, Chin Music is out with Roy and Lavelle, and everything is. And the Cheryl Reeve Show is out as well. So everything is talkdork.com. All right, Jim. Thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Jim joining us this week from Fort Myers, Florida, where he's covering the Twins. News from ABC is next. You're listening to the morning.